When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our country could not be more, could not be better served than with this most experienced, capable hands than yours, President Biden. He's just perfect. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. He's, he's just perfect, man. He's stinking perfect. News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. It's Nancy Pelosi after a few pops. I mean, that, look, you know, we, we joke around that she's a vodka head and all that stuff. But, man, that she was at some function, right, with the president yet last night. And, you know, I know what a snockered, a schnockered person sounds like. I've been that guy on many occasions. And, Chris, she sounds like she's a little, she was a little uh, lit up last night. He's just, he's just perfect. And uh, as we said earlier, right, Don Morgan, it's like, you, you know, you're going to get really drunk. You got that guy that gets your head in the, you puts your head in the head in his crook of his arm. I love you, man. You start giving him noogies. I love you, man. You're a freaking perfect. That's how she sounded. And uh, once again, proving just how out of step with the rest of America uh, our, our political leaders really, truly are. He's, he's perfect. You have, sweetheart, you have a real low standard for perfect, okay? Like, you have no standard for perfect if that's perfect. Good God, man. Phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. I'm also just really kind of done with this obsession with January 6th. Oh, God. We got this uh this house committee that's uh looking into January 6th and Liz Cheney was reading off a bunch of uh personal texts to White House chief of staff Mark Meadows in the hours uh when the quote unquote in even Breitbart's calling it a freaking insurrection. It's not an insurrection, man. That was not an insurrection. Let me get this off my chest first and foremost. Dudes taking over police precincts in entire neighborhoods. That was a freaking insurrection. Messing up the papers on Nancy Pelosi's desk and taking selfies was not an insurrection. So stop calling it that. But they they were reading off the texts to White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows from Donald Trump Jr. He's got to condemn this S ASAP. Uh, Sean Hannity, uh, who has a very square head, Laura Ingram, Mark, the president needs to uh, tell people in the capital, the capital to go home. And you know, there's no real story here. I mean, I, I was saying the same thing on that day. A lot of us were on the radio. We were like, well, yeah, I mean, Trey and I were texting each other on that day. Like, well, this is bad. And it wasn't bad because it was an insurrection. It was really more of a party. Now, one woman died, but she was shot by a Capitol Police officer, and I don't even, to this day, I'm not sure why she was shot. But they weren't going to hurt any. They, were, they weren't there to kill people and rape AOC. They were there to take freaking selfies. To a certain extent, they were there to, to make a statement. Uh, you know, and, and we were all saying, well, this is bad because the left, the anti-Trump crowd are going to roll with this forever, man. They're going to use this to their advantage forever. It, it's a gift to them. Oh, my God. This is why Donald Trump and his supporters are, are so dangerous. It was because of January 6th, if you remember, that they began to designate or describe Trump supporters as being domestic terrorists. You and I, who voted for Trump, became domestic terrorists on January 6th. And these are, these are the same people who have said that uh, January 6th was worse than 9-11. Remember how AOC was across the street in another building in a locked office, she said, hiding under her desk, and she thought she was going to get raped and killed? Oh, God. 
ABC News, yes, uh, we, Trey and I were talking about it. It's been the lead story all night long. January 2nd. It's the lead story on pretty much every every news provider right now. Because that was, we. Oh, did you know we almost lost the country that night, that day? We almost lost our democracy on that day. That's how close it was, Mr. Man. That was the worst Nancy Pelosi imitation I've ever done. He's just perfect. Here's David. David, how are you doing? Pretty good, Trey. Thank you for Hey, during your news break, I heard I heard uh, ABC News reporting on Mark Meadows. Uh, he on that day he he had a, a thousand. This is with an S. Thousands of texts. How in the hell do you text that many in one day? I don't know. You know the thing is that they're, they're lying. You, 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 and everything you said earlier, I agree with you. But it just shows you the side they're on. You know, case I mean, uh, ABC News—they're they're so far left. And well, this is their lead story today. This is their lead story today. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pathetic. You know, these people are are, are, are down in the gutter, man. ABC News—I'm I'm telling you. Well, they all are, and I, I agree, man. I appreciate the call. I mean, the, uh, most of the. Uh, top of the food chain, elite media folks are are they're they're leftist propagandists basically. They're there for one side, and what's interesting to me, and I, I say this a lot because it's true, is that uh, you know they they don't care that talk radio listeners and Fox News watchers. And Daily Wire readers and Ben Shapiro followers, they they don't care that we know how full of crap they are. They don't care because they know there's enough morons that swallow this stuff. Whatever they spoon feed them, they just swallow it whole, man. And as I tell you every single stinking day, these people need a steady flow of morons. Morons. Stupid people. And stupidity is a choice. I don't believe people are born morons, but they choose to be morons, especially politically in this day and age, because it satisfies some frail ego need, right? So instead of being uh, a critical thinker and being intelligent and trying to find out what the hell's actually going on, because a lot of the leftist uh, agenda is, is just wrapped, it's swaddled in sanctimony, right? We're saving people's lives if it saves just one life. Uh, they wrap it in this this high-minded or, or nose-in-the-air sanctimony, and so the moron crowd just goes with it, man, because it serves the ego. I'm on the side that's saving lives. I'm on the side that's tolerant. <laughs> I'm anti-racist, you know, even though they're far from it. And so Jan- they tell them January 6th was the worst, darkest day in American history. And they, you know, that was the worst day ever. We almost lost the republic. Well, no, they wouldn't say republic because they don't know what that is. We almost lost the, the, our democracy on that day. That's what Nancy Pelosi tells me. That's what ABC, NBC, MSNBC, all of them, that's, uh, that's what they all say. Worst day is Jimmy. Jimmy, how you doing? Jimmy. Yes. Hey, what's going on? Hey, man. I, you know, I love your show. Love, love Trey. Voted for Trump twice, but I, I'm telling you, you're wrong on this point. In what sense? I, you're not a hundred. You're not a hundred percent wrong. The, the the verbiage and all the stuff that the left is saying is out of control. But the the what happened on that day was just as bad equally as bad as all the other events you talked about like what Uh, and and so the reality is mr trump had a responsibility which he did not do to my knowledge to come on and say that was wrong go home no he did he did a recorded message i mean he did it a little later in the day i mean i was look i was one of the first later in the day i was look i was complaining about it myself all right on that day, I was on that day. I was one is right and the other is wrong. I'm not saying. Look, 
I was the one of the, we were all in the air saying, why doesn't he get out in front of this? We were all equally critical of that. I was saying the same damn thing on this, on this show when that happened the very next day. It's like, why didn't he get out in front of this? Do I think he inspired it? No. Uh, because I don't either. I don't either. I don't either. But I'm telling you, it was a terrible event. Oh, it was. Do do you agree? Okay. So you can't say it was an okay thing. I haven't said it was an okay thing. I thought it was horrible. Okay. Okay. All right, man. Have a great day. No, I mean, I didn't think it was a great day. I was like, oh, this sucks. I didn't think it was okay at all. I'm like, oh, God. Here we go. You know, this we just gave them, or these people that broke into the Capitol just gave the other side all the ammunition they need. Here we are. Uh, it's almost a year later, and we're still we still have investigations going on. There are people still in jail. I, I never said it was okay. I thought it was horrible. I thought it was incredibly stupid. And I also was critical of the president for not getting out in front of it sooner in the day. Uh, you know, I, I, do I compare it to the riots, uh, the summer before? N- no, because this, it, the riots, uh, property is destroyed. People got beat up. People lost their lives. Entire neighborhoods were taken over. Police precincts, government, government buildings were burned. Okay. That's an, in- if you want to talk about ins- insurrection, that's more of an insurrection than what happened on September or, uh, 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 January 6th. That's all I'm saying. It was, was it a riot? Yeah, it was a riot. Insurrection? Were they there to take over the country? No. Or take over the government? No. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. We'll go back to the phones when we get back. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. 210-599-5555. I'm Sean. O.J. Simpson is now a free man. He's off parole from that Vegas thingy. I think he killed those people. That's just me. I think he killed those people. I don't care what you think about drug dealers and whatnot. I think he killed those people. Uh, Let's go to the phones about January 6th. Here's um, Ellis. Ellis, how are you? Uh, I'm doing good. I just wanted to make a quick comment. Uh, sure. And uh, regarding the the, the riot, um, and although I don't agree with the method of either side, um, I think the biggest difference that the January 6 rioters have um, with the rioters over the summer is the rioters over the summer were attacking the tool when they're attacking the police and their communities and things like that. Whereas the the rioters on January 6 were actually attacking the hand of the tool. Right. Um, those are the places that they they make the policies. They put those things in place where the police are just following the laws of the PD, the economic, the economic system in those um, cities are just following the regulations that are put in place by the government. Right. Um, so, again, like I, I think both are wrong, but I think that the, if you're going to have discourse with somebody or be upset at somebody, it's not the, the tool that you should be upset. It's the, the hand that controls those tools. I, that right. makes sense to me, man. I appreciate the call. Thank you so much. All right, no problem. Rock on. Let's go to uh, Sam. Sam, you're on News Talk 550 KTSA. What are you thinking? Good morning, Senor Reimer. Hey, um, <laughs> I won't say Arriaga. Oh, I said Arriaga. Uh, hey, um, you know the here's the main one of the. You remember this quote? This is my GD city. Yeah, Rod <laughs> Nuremberg. Yeah, the the Fuhrer. You know. How many of those people are in jail? How many of those people that weren't wearing masks are in jail or arrested? You mean the, the people that were tearing up the streets over that summer? Yeah. Very few of them. The Whataburger here. Very few of them. And, um, you know, but, you know, the people that were, and, and I agree with Nancy, though. Excuse me, Miss Tito's. Um, <laughs> We did lose the government, the United States that day or the day after because then let's go Brandon took over and <laughs> and what happened to gas prices? What happened right. to the fuel lines? What happened to the truck drivers? Right. What happened to all those employees? They lost their jobs. We got right. I, I gotta go, man. I gotta go. No, I see what you're saying, man. I appreciate the call. We've got a lot of people trying to get through here. Here's John. John, how you doing? John, you there? Oh, I didn't hit it. 
There you are. Hey, John, what's going on? There I am. Say, uh, I was wanting to go to that January 6th thing, so I had it on my radar. About a week, I didn't uh, register this one uh, connected with it, but about a week before the event, they announced that the doors to the Capitol would be reopened. I guess they were shut after uh, some of the Islamic stuff. Or, oh, that, they, that, uh, that one guy that attacked Capitol Police killed a Capitol Police officer, right? Yeah, the north door only. But Okay, so I didn't uh, pay any attention to that, but that was preparation. Then uh, uh, two days before, they said that some of the congressmen were leading groups of uh, people around, showing them all of the facilities and the doors. Mm. And then we had this John Sullivan guy come up, and that thing was infiltrated by left-wingers. And I watched the the news coverage was not visual. It was radio until the marchers reached the Capitol. Right. And all of a sudden, the TV cameras came on, rolling quiet on the set. uh, (laughs) So you think there was – it was – Orchestrated. To a certain extent, I believe that as well, yeah, from within. And the rioters were those infiltrators. I watched the body movements of the uh, protesters. I've been in protests. I've been in riots. Watch the body movements movements of the Trump people walking up to the Capitol. The only place where the infiltrators agitated everything and and, uh, mixed with the uh, protesters. And uh, and that's where all the stuff came. Trump wanted... Uh, security there. Right. Uh, well, there should have been more Capitol Police there. They knew it was right. coming. I got to run, man. I'm just out of time. I, I I agree. I'm not dis. I'm not disagreeing with you. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We'll take one more. Steve, how you doing? I'm doing well, sir. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Totally, totally agree with your previous caller. I want the emails. I want the texts. I want the communications of BLM, Antifa, Nancy Pelosi, uh, the Capitol Police, the Sergeant at Arms, uh, AOC, Schumer, uh, 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 was it Nader, the little right. fat guy? I can't remember his name. <laughs> fat right guy, uh, uh, Nate uh, Nadler. Uh, shift rhymes with uh, you know what. Right. Uh, sounds like, spells like, you know what. Right. I want those emails. I want those. Text. I don't understand why the Republicans aren't fighting it in that way. I don't know. We have reason to believe. We have reason to believe that this was a setup. That this was infiltrated, and we want to subpoena the emails of Nancy Pelosi, Schumer, the rest of the crew, Antifa. Right. We know Antifa and BLM was there. It's not going to happen. Uh, and. and that's what we want. That's what we got to do. And if we don't do that, shame on the Republicans. I agree, Steve. I got to run. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We'll take some more calls. Elvis thinks OJ's innocent. We'll talk to him. Him when we get back. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. Yeah, News Talk five fifty KTSA. Sorry, I was rocking out there to the bumper music. New Stock 550 KTSA FM 1071. You know, Don Morgan went to a concert last night. He saw uh, George Thorogood, who, based upon the pictures I've seen, apart from being a little chunkified, and in his early 70s, he sounded pretty good, huh? Yeah, sounded great. Was he bad to the bone? Absolutely. I saw him years ago in Colorado, and it was a good show. I really, I'm not a huge fan. Right. Like, oh, I know the, the radio songs, you know. Yeah. But I enjoyed it. He was, And we got to meet him. He was a very cool guy as well. Yeah. So it was a good show. It really was. I had a great time, you know. He's got this overwhelming charisma right. when he comes on stage. Right. You know, I mean, he just, the music just hits you right square in the chest, and he doesn't let up until, well, it's time to go home, you know. <laughs> but it uh, doesn't slow down. Now, like an hour and a half, maybe, just wow, full tilt the whole time. Well, that was uh, one of his songs. Was one of my theme songs back in the eighties and early nineties, which I drink alone. <laughs> yeah, with nobody. That's the alcoholics anthem right there. Right. I, I drink it, alone. I thought it may have been get a haircut and get a real job. Uh, that was a little bit of that. Right. I got haircuts. They were just stupid haircuts. Well, I drink alone. Anyway, do, do you think OJ did it? Do you think OJ's did he kill those people? Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> so do I. Yeah. God bless you. I, I think enough time has gone by through all of this that uh, it's safe for, for me to say, for even as the newest person, right. yeah, I, I think he did it. 
I do too, man. I, I don't buy this drug dealer story. No, I, that was one of the cases. First, well, it's actually first televised celebrity trials that any of us followed, mm-hmm. and I followed it close. Man, I was doing a morning show uh, back when that uh, back in the day when that was going on. Yeah, so you had nothing else to do all afternoon. Well, it was light just rock. Go, so go home and watch the OJ. Trial. That's it, because I was doing the morning show, playing Michael Bolton and Celine yeah. Dion, and so the rest of the day I spent, you know, following the trial. Right. And if you followed the basic evidence, yeah, come on, man. Yeah, there were some things that that had been said that uh, you know by different people. I know Cato Kalin, who get you know people get a snicker whenever you mention his right. name. But you know there were some of the things that he had said. He heard you know the bump outside the the, the wall, right? Of the guest house, and um, you know finding things back there, and right. Just, there were a lot of things that uh, was yeah, I'd, I'd say he did it, and just you know his overall uh, interactions with her leading up to all of that, right? You know. I think he killed those people. Let's go to Elvis thinks he's innocent. Elvis. Yes, O.J. is innocent. It was not O.J. Why do you think that? O.J.'s oldest son from his previous marriage hated Nicole. Had They found diaries, volumes of diaries where he hated Nicole. I think he went to Nicole's house, got no argument, capped her. Uh, what's-his-name shows up. He knows he has to take her out. Then he calls Dad and goes, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. And O.J. Yeah. took the fall for him? Absolutely. I because don't buy OJ it. O.J. knows they weren't going to convict him. I, I don't buy it. They weren't going to convict him. I don't buy yeah, it. See, see you're, you're just as focused as the media was on O.J. Once they I'm focused OJ, on the evidence that was presented. The, the only evidence you have that that could be true would be that diary. Right? Negative. What other also, evidence? Also, his son, hang on. Hang on. His son's, his son's time card for work, all of his time cards were clocked in, clocked out. On that day, his time card was all punched in manually. It was written in. It wasn't punched in. They never deposed his son. They never, ever looked at his oldest son. I don't know. I'm his still not buying it. I'm kind of with Don, a lot of the stuff leading up to it. He had physically assaulted her before. He was a very jealous guy, kind of a, a violent galoot. It, it just makes sense to me. Right. You would think it well, all falls right into that so neatly. Well, why? Well, if 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 there were other possibilities, if there were other possibilities, okay, beyond OJ doing it when he was acquitted, why has there been no investigation into that? Because it means there there's was, there it, if he was acquitted, that means there's still a there's still a killer on the loose. Absolutely, and that's who he killed, and he's kept a low profile ever since. Nah. But the investigators found a storage unit that his oldest son let go. They bought it, and they found volumes of diaries that he had where he hated Nicole. I know, but again, that's not evidence. That's that's not even circumstantial. You know what I'm saying? Even OJ's was. The gloves don't fit because they were his sons. He left the socks behind because he took all of his son's clothes with him uh, when he traveled up north, I think it was, to Chicago. And he did drop the glove when he went over the fence. And he left the socks in there, too. Well, I think OJ killed those people. I think OJ killed those people. You can't use the glove evidence. He was trying to put gloves on over rubber gloves. Over rubber gloves, right. they're not going to fit. And they're leather gloves, too, which right, is, yeah. it, tend to shrink over time, Yeah, like all leather stuff does. Chris, do you think O.J. killed those people? Uh, he shrugged a little bit. <laughs> you and Trey. You and Trey. O.J. could be listening. <laughs> O.J. could be listening. <laughs> Come on, you girl. Show up here. Hey. I'll take you on. Chris doesn't want to be next. Come on, you ladies' blouse. Come on, you, you abuser of women. Show up here, and old Sean will show you what for. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> having some abdominal pain. That's why I wasn't at the Christmas party. Did you go? No. Yesterday? No, did not. Chris, did you go? Did you, did go to what? The Christmas luncheon yesterday. There was a Christmas luncheon? Oh, we're bad employees. Right. Yeah. Here's the thing. I totally forgot about it as well. I didn't forget about it. I just hurt. I was in pain. I was looking at all the things I had to do yesterday afternoon and and just got so focused on all of that that uh, when when my shift was over, I just jumped up and ran out the door, (laughs) drove home, 
And, right. uh, and at some point, Georgia said something to me about Christmas parties, and I just stopped and stared at her. And she's like, what's the matter? I said, it was the office Christmas party today, and you, I forgot about it. You just it. bolted. <laughs> We're bad employees. <laughs> Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Oops, oops. Hey, this is David Van Camp. Merry Christmas and a happy New Year from all of us at News Talk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one. And we're back. News Talk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. I'm Sean. First off, the Cuomo boys are losing book deals left and right. Uh, the governor, former governor, because of a, the vote of an ethics committee, is going to have to give over $5 million back from a stupid book that he wrote, congratulating himself on a great job he was doing in the pandemic while old people were dying in, in senior centers. And he decided he's got to give that money back because he used official resources, like his staff, to help write the book. And that's a big bozo no-no. Uh, his brother Chris, uh, random, I think it was Random House, uh, you know, flushed his uh, his book deal down the toilet. But this is a story I saw from the Daily Wire just a little while ago, and this is funny as hell, man. You remember who Sammy the Bull Gravano uh, was? Sammy the Bull Gravano was uh, number two, basically, in the Gambino crime family during the John Gotti era. And uh, it was because of Sammy the Bull Gravano turning on Gotti that Gotti finally went to jail. And Sammy the Bull is now a part of a, a new TV series of some kind called The Mafia States of America. And they're interviewing him. This is according to uh, Fox News. They're intervie- interviewing him, and they ask him about, the, about, about Governor Cuomo. And he says, <laughs> I hate to get into the Governor Cuomo thing, but I, I will a little bit because he's Italian and I can't stand it. One, because he is Italian and I'm embarrassed to have someone do what he did as an Italian. He killed 15,000 people by putting people with the coronavirus in nursing homes with old people. I don't give a blank who tells me to do that, whether it's Trump, the president, the vice president, you, him. <laughs> I would never do it, and I'm a bad blank. I'd never do it. <laughs> Gravano also said that when an individual does something like what the former governor uh, did, he has no concern. He, he doesn't think about his family or his great-grandchildren who aren't even born that are going to have to deal with this S. So, <laughs> Sammy, Gravano, Sammy the Bulls killed quite a few people with his own hands. I don't know what the count is. But right, Chris, when, when you when you offend a guy like Sammy the Bull Gravano, <laughs> you know, you must be pretty bad. And, and it's even worse because the Cuomo's, and I've always said this. They're wannabes, man. They're not actually. They got me. They, they probably got some friends downtown, but they ain't mafia. You know what I mean? And so, when your actions, like I said, with with the with the old folks' homes and and all fifteen thousand people died, and you offend a guy like Sammy the Bull Gravano, Sammy the Bull Gravano disapproves of you. Yeah, pretty stinking bad there. And what makes it worse is that he wrote a freaking book, man. He wrote a freaking book talking about how freaking great he was. Let's put uh, let's put uh, Andrew Cuomo in the same room with Sammy the Bull for about 30 minutes. How do you think that would go? Hey, come here, you. You piece of filth. I'm going to bash your freaking brains in. Hey, I'm all right. I'm the governor. You know, back off, okay? You know, I'll have my staff... I'll have my brother. Oh, shut the hell up. I'm going to kick your ass. Come here, you. Starts going all Pesci on him, like like Pesci went off on, uh, oh, uh, uh, Billy Bats in the bar. <laughs> Come here, you mutt. Ow, ow, you're hurting me. Sammy, stop. Oh, ow, owie, owie, owie. 
I just thought that was funny, like Sammy the Bull. Gravano was looking down his nose at the governor of New York, man, the former governor of New York. <clears throat> you won't catch me in the same room with that guy because bad things will happen. I tell you what. No. Right. Uh two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I I can't. My favorite line is because he's Italian, and I'm embarrassed to have somebody do what he did as an Italian. <laughs> For all we know, Sammy the Bull Gravano is like hung guys on meat hooks. You know what I mean? But he's 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 embarrassed because Cuomo's Italian, and he did what he did. Well, Chris, he's got a higher body count more than likely than Sammy the Bull Gravano. I doubt Sammy killed 15,000 people. Yeesh. What a world. What a world. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. We'll talk about allowing citizens to sue gun manufacturers. Uh, Chris Catan is a wimp. We'll talk about that. Uh, let's see, uh, what, uh, one of these Smollett jurors had to say about the trial and why they voted the way they did. And, uh, we'll do some more grab ass and just have some fun and whatever, whatever, whatever the hell happens. We'll just let her fly. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Fox News, those folks knew that Trump could stop it. What does that prove? It proves he started it. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Is that Barbara Boxer? Uh, News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Hey, Barbara, Babs, who cares what you think? The phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. 2105995555. I didn't know about this story cuz I don't I'm not really into football. You you guys know that. I don't know much about it. Just a bunch of dudes slamming into each other. It's well, I mean, I'm just not a big I know that's really a bad thing to say in Texas that I'm not into football, but I'm not into football. Chris is just shaking his head at me. It's not as elegant as baseball, you understand. Just a bunch of dudes slamming into each other. And I never know, I haven't the faintest idea what the hell's going on most of the time. I don't think I've ever seen an entire football game from beginning to finish in my entire, in all 54 of my years. Can, can I say that on the air? I'm starting to sound like, uh, <laughs> like Pastor Ray Brown. Can I say that on the air? I've never seen a whole football game from beginning to finish. Can I get a witness? But I haven't. I'm just not that interested. So I don't know who Michelle Tafoya is until uh, Trey explained who this person is earlier on Where in Rima, in that she apparently is one of the most respected sideline reporters, right, Chris, for, in, for NBC Sunday Night Football, right? She's been doing it for about 10 years. Uh, well, apparently she's on the out now because, uh, on the outs, because she went on The View, which was her first mistake. Why any woman of intelligence would appear on The View is beyond me. But she goes on The View, and uh, they ask her about Colin Kaepernick, who I think is a stooge. (laughs) (laughs) And, oh, she's won five Emmys for her sports reporting, so she knows what she's doing. Uh, So on The View, I guess they asked her about that about uh, comparing training camps to slavery. That's what he said. And she said, uh, they're not forced to go into the NFL. She said, I thought comparing it to the slave trade was a little rough. These guys enter willingly. They are the most well-cared-for people. Yes, they play a hard sport, and every one of them, black, white, Latino, whoever's playing the sport, will tell you how much they love it, and they're willing to do it, and they make a damn good living. And then I guess she went off on some other stuff, too, like, uh, you know, he's not that great of a player. I guess he's not that great of a player. Chris, did you say, I don't know, but I guess everybody tells me that he's kind of mediocre. He's not a very good player. He had a couple of decent seasons. Right. He got to a Super Bowl, lost, 
Um, but after that, he just, at the time that all this started to happen, he was on the bench. Right. He, he was playing about as much football as you, you know? I mean, just... And this may shock you, but that's none at all. Right. So I, I, <clears throat> at first I couldn't get what, what was going on. It's like, well, he's, a, he's riding the pine. He's on the bench. Right. He's holding the clipboard. Right. What's the big deal? <laughs> riding the pine, holding the clipboard. Yeah. Well, and it, you know, and you know, I, if this were you know <clears throat> Dak Prescott or someone relevant to, to the league at this time, then I could see what all the what all the hubbub is. About. Well, and Trey brought up a good point too that the the NFL is pretty woke these days, and <clears throat> right. you know they're all yeah. BLM'd up. So if he was a decent player, somebody would have wanted him. Yeah, but he's not because he would have fit right in there with the politics of it. But apparently, he's just not that good. You know the 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 whole the whole purpose of of Putting a team on the field is to win games. Is to win the game. Sometimes you find players who are the biggest hassle, yet (laughs) they help you accomplish your goal. Right. So you're willing to put up with it. Every team has the, the Rams have Odell Beckham Jr., who's a, the biggest pain in the ass. (laughs) But, you know, he helps them win games, so they brought him in, you know? But here's a guy who is 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 you know causing this disruption, and in my mind, I'm thinking, well, so what? If he could help me win a game, then right. I'm going to bring him in and I'll write his paycheck. Right. But he just it just wasn't happening. And then he wanted to have these tryouts to to, to prove that he could still do it. And then it was all well, you know, we're going to do it, but it's going to be on my terms, where I want it to be. Oh, we're going to move it somewhere else. Did he like move it like a like yeah, the last a, minute? A, he moved half hour before or something like that. Right? Can you imagine? <clears throat> you know, Jerry Jones, owner of the Dallas Cowboys. Oh yeah, we'll have to go. We'll follow him around. Right. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, when when the Jacksonville Jaguars are like, ah, you know, we'll move on, we'll pass, and try our luck with somebody yeah. else. Yeah. So know? he's not. He's not that big. Not a hot commodity at all. But he's become a hot commodity by being Colin Kaepernick, the guy that took the knee. Right. Because there and, are probably, I don't know, fifteen to to forty potential backup quarterbacks in the, waiting to get on the field who are better than this guy, right? You know, and I'm just saying that from a, from a sports fan's perspective, right? right. So. Well, I guess in this view, in, in, in the on, on the view, one of the hosts also said that he lost everything by taking a stand. And uh, and she was like, um, <laughs> he's made a crap load of money. I mean, I'm paraphrasing. I didn't see the interview. Mm-hmm. But he's made a lot of money off of yeah. being Colin Kaepernick. Right. He's got a big, big deal with Nike going on. He got a big deal with Nike. He had uh, book deals. Uh, it seems to me he was. there's some kind of a documentary coming out about him. Right. He's done okay. He didn't lose everything. He's probably made, as, as what Trey said, he's probably made more doing the Colin Kaepernick thing than if he was actually playing football. Had he continued to play at the level he was right. playing at before he was benched, he, he would probably be looking at retirement by now. Well, speaking of being benched, Michelle Tafoya is pretty much being benched from covering sport or covering football for NBC. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, they, no, the minute she showed up on The View a couple months ago. Or right, it was. that's what they're talking about. Uh, yeah. I figured it was pretty much just a matter of time before. You know, and that sucks, man. Yeah. Cause, and they say maybe she'll do the Super Bowl, and that's, you know. Right. But that sucks. I mean, you know, this is, the, this is where we are right now. If you don't toe the line, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who you are. Right. You get canceled, you get cut out. And I'm sorry, but I've seen... Colin Kaepernick speak, and he's an idiot. He's, I mean, he's not, he, he ain't Nietzsche, man. I mean, he, he, you know, he's, he's, he's not that deep thinking of a dude. And I'm in communications. You and I are both in communications. I mean, I, I can pretty much listen to somebody talk and figure out in 30 seconds if they're smart or an idiot. Right. And I've never heard a single intelligent word come out of that guy's mouth. That wasn't some sort of talking point. Do you know what I mean? It just sounds like something everybody else says. And uh, didn't he have, like, a girlfriend, a DJ girlfriend at that time, who was, like, all into this BLM politics and taking the knee stuff? He, he still may. I have no idea. Yeah, I, I think I remember reading that. So just so you all know, Colin Kaepernick probably did it because his woman told him to. Okay, there you go. So tough. What a tough guy he is, man. Well, I'm just saying. What are you laughing at? It's just the whole process. What are you pointing at me, Chris? Just, because it's just like, you know, 
you're, you're stating the obvious, yet we see it happen to you all the time. Oh, you know. <laughs> I do what my wife tells me to do by choice. Oh, okay. <laughs> I choose to do what I do for my wife when she tells me to do something. <laughs> I'm making a choice, buddy. <laughs> I can't believe you guys are mocking me and laughing at Good me thing in this your, way. Your choice matches her choice. Right. They tend to. Yeah. They tend to, Mr. Man. Yeah. It's like the world is perfect or something. It, it, it is. Yeah. It's like the world is perfect. That's why we get along so well. Because, like, what she wants me to do and the stuff that I choose to do tend to be the same thing. Right. Yeah. That's why your choice is in air quotes. Yeah. Air well, you quotes. know, what it boils down to is he chooses not to get beat up. I choose not to get smacked around. Yeah. Not the moneymaker, honey. Not the moneymaker. <laughs> not the face. <laughs> like Different my, choice. Like my, like my freaking face is the moneymaker. All right. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Well, just another example of the cancel culture hard at work, man. Welcome to America in the year twenty twenty one. We exalt a moron <laughs> and cut loose people of talent. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. How the hell are you? What's going on with you? I didn't hear it, but, uh, you know, Ben Affleck, I guess, was talking smack about Jennifer Garner on the Howard Stern show. First off, I, I man, I, I Howard Stern is one of those guys that I, I, I. There was a time in my life where I listened to a lot of Howard Stern when I was living in Delaware, actually. Before, well, actually, I, I took a few couple of years off when I first got into radio to explore convenience store work, telemarketing, <laughs> you know, some other options, deli manager. You know, I, I just want to make sure I'd, I'd tested all my options out before I really committed to radio. And when I was in Delaware during this very dark chapter of my life, out there in the muggles world, okay, Stern was in Philadelphia. Well, he was going after John DeBella in Philadelphia. And uh, in those days when Stern was trying to take over a market, he was merciless, man. He gets your your freaking ex-wife on there to talk smack about you. But you know what? There was a certain, there was something about it that was kind of interesting to listen to because he was, he didn't make any bones about it, right? So I, I kind of, and Stern actually, I go way back with Stern because Stern replaced a guy that I listened to through high school named the Grease Man, who was on DC 101, the Grease. And, uh, the Grease Man actually was one of my, still to this day, is one of my favorite broadcasters. He was just a weird dude, man. I took a lot in the Grease. Uh, working at DC 101, then the Grease got fired for something he said, and then Stern took over, and then within a few years, Stern was going national. And and he, so he would go after certain markets. So he was going after John DeBella, who had been a morning zoo guy type of a guy there for years, and eventually won out. But at some point, you know, Stern got old to me, you know what I mean? Like the, the whole... Robin, let me. I want to see her boobs. You know, the, the whole thing about just getting like chicks to take their tops off for him and stuff just got kind of icky, and his riff got kind of tiresome to me. And I, I can't tell you the last time I actually listened. And, and it's interesting because Stern was a big deal. He still is a big deal. But back in the day, man, we were talking about private parts. I think a few weeks ago. Uh, uh, it's irrelevant now because of the way radio is, is evolved and now it's so digitalized and it's just a different industry. But there was a time where I would have told any young broadcaster, read private parts. <laughs> so you can get a window into what this business is like when you're first starting out. I wouldn't do that now because it's so different. It's just, it doesn't apply anymore. Uh, so I'm not a huge Howard Stern fan, but, you know, he's, he's got Ben Affleck on there who, Affleck's one of those guys that I just don't think is all that. You know what I mean? He's not. I I, I can't. I've never. I can't think of a role he's ever done where I thought he was anybody else but Ben Affleck. (laughs) 
I'm not a huge fan of Matt Damon as a person, his politics are insipid, but Matt Damon is a really, really good actor and can do really good roles that are not Matt Damon. Ben Affleck is just Ben Affleck. But Affleck uh, was on the Howard Stern show, I guess, talking smack about Jennifer Gardner. Jennifer Gardner, his ex-wife. And saying that he felt trapped in that relationship. And that if he was still married to her, he'd still be drinking. Is that the story that I'm hearing? Yeah, that's what he that's what he revealed on the Stern you, show. You have no idea, from an alcoholic standpoint, what a load of crap that is. Mm. <laughs> what a, I mean, that's just bad behavior. First off, it's bad form. Right. And here, what a schmuck. And here's the thing. What all that was going on in his life, I was a single guy. He could have just tipped me off to that. And I would have gone in. <laughs> and taken care of and gotten you out of that marriage. Yeah, I would have gotten him out of that marriage, no problem at all. Then you wouldn't have had to feel so trapped. <laughs> You know, right? but, you know, to blame, in other words, he's blaming his ex-wife. And as far as I know, didn't she kind of go through with him, through the rehab and all that crap? Yeah. I think. Right. Hung in there with him. Hung in there with him. You know, for the sake, they have three kids together. Yeah, three kids. Everything she did. They have three kids, and he's talking crap about her on the Howard Stern show? Yeah. What a jackass. Class act, right? And, and you know what, dude? You know, it, it, you're drinking. You know who, whose fault your drinking was? Yours. <laughs> Doesn't matter who you were freaking married to. Doesn't matter what your life situation was about. If if you got a drinking problem, there's only one person to blame, and that's the person looking back at you in the mirror, you schmuck. I can't stand guys like that. It's like people on Facebook and social media who... Break up with somebody and they go out, they get all nasty as crap on their ex on, online mm-hmm. and start airing their dirty laundry. You know what I mean? Yeah. You ever notice that those people tend to be the people that are in and out of relationships? You know, like I change my underwear, which, you know, is not as frequent as perhaps most people, if at all. I do change my underwear. Well, if you wear any. I'm just saying that people airing their personal crap like that is, is almost kind of disgusted me. You know, what was the point of that, man? Well, it's your it's your kid's mom, and, and, and that's the thing. You know, maybe at this point in life, that because that's the first thing I thought of, where it was like, you know, you guys have three kids together, right? And she did all this stuff, you know, hung in there with you while you went to rehab, right? Even though you were messing around with the babysitter, right? Uh, you know, you she, schmuck. She hung in there with you for the sake of your kids. So you just can't, you know, shut up for a while you know, while you're on the Stern show and just let it go. You know? God, that's just bad behavior. I have bad form. Bad form. Well, it's embarrassing. Ex- what do you expect, though? Well, uh, he's celebrities, you know, they think they're the center of the freaking universe. Right. Plus, maybe he's got he's married to J Lo now. Right. I want you to go on married, Stern. Just... Or no, they're just together, yeah. grabbing each other's ass. Right. I want you to go on the Stern show and talk crap about Garner. Maybe that's it. Maybe he, she's like just bossing his ass around. I don't know. Well, you know, I look, you know, and, and you know this: divorce is 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 never nice. <laughs> I don't. Is there ever been a good divorce? You know, really, when you think about it. But like, you know, I, I if my ex-wife and I had any issues, like that's long over. You know what I mean? That's like right. that's long over. This is my kid's mom. Right. You know, I'm not going to go on, on the radio or on Facebook and talk crap about her. Because mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's just crappy behavior. You know, when you're talking, because first off, at this point, I have nothing crappy to say about her. I mean, we, you know, emotions run high when you're getting divorced, obviously. But, you know, people who go off about their ex in this way, I, it's just something about it gives me the ickies. Like, just wash the slime off yourself there, man. Right. You know, and I, for me, I took the approach where, any any issue I had with my kid's mother, um, eventually they would learn, and, right, and and see. Okay, well that was the pro. You know, there's where there's where the disconnect was right. between these two. You know, and I just kind of let it. I didn't have to defend myself to them in any way, shape, or form. No, I didn't I, feel I had to. Right. Um. You know, as as time went on, and they see how she's happy now, and I'm. You know, hey, you know. That's just where, where how it all worked out. I they mean, figure it out. Yeah, right? you know, and they're all adults. It just you just have to be patient, you know. <laughs> my my daughter, the one, one of these things she said when uh, Siri and I first got together, she and this is not ta- ta- telling tales out of the church, but she's like, 
you know, I'm really happy that you're with Syria now. And, and I'm like, well, why is that? He says, well, you and Mommy never laugh together. <laughs> well, there <laughs> you, you go. You and you and Syria like, right. seem to have a good time together, and you're always yeah. cracking each other up. Right. They figure stuff out all on their own. Yeah. But to go on and and do that on the nat- when you're a celebrity's kid, you do that on some national radio show mm-hmm. or podcast or whatever the hell he's doing now. Right. He's on satellite radio. Satellite radio. Right. You know, that's just, I just think that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> well, we it's, go. it's got to be humili- humiliating for, for Jennifer Garner as well. Well, yes. You know. Freaking jerk. She's Put him still out her. there in the dating scene trying to right. make a go of it. And now all these guys are like, hey, <laughs> I don't want to be some drunk sleeping on the couch. I've <laughs> uh, been there, done that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> many, many times. <laughs> yeah, Got well, pretty used to couch living. Yeah, that's how it is 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Yeah. News Talk 550 KTSA. FM 107.1. I'm Sean I. The phone lines are open, uh, 210-599-5555. You know, even Fox News is kind of full of crap. Because they, they really want you, they're like any other website, you know, the web, the news site. They want you to click on the damn story. This is how they headline a story on features and faces. You know, after you get through the real news, they got those sort of the pop culture crap at the bottom. SNL alum. Rails against cla- uh, cancel culture. It's a picture of Chris Kattan. Remember him? SNL alum rails against cancel culture. But then you click on the story, and it's SNL alum Chris Kattan weighs in on cancel culture. Quote, you can't be outrageous anymore. And as you read the story you find out that, in fact, he's not railing against the cancel culture. He's embracing it. Uh, He says that uh, he's moved away from the kind of humor that he used to do on Saturday Night Live. He says, yeah, he does say you can't be outrageous anymore. He says, the reality is that right now everyone has to be careful about what they say or do. I'm already careful. I don't swear. I say things like, what the uh, frick, or dang it, or darn it. I don't know why. It's just a strange habit. Even my mom was like, you're not swearing so much lately. He says, you have to be mindful of what works for today's audiences. Quote, if you want to do something funny, you can't be outrageous anymore. You do have to be careful, but I think family-friendly is the way to go right now. And that's the kind of humor I like anyway. Uh, so, you know, first off, that's kind of some jive right there on Fox News mischaracterizing the article. He wasn't slamming the cancel culture. He's embracing it. And uh, and then he spends uh, about three or four paragraphs in this article kissing the ass cheek of Saturday Night Live, which sucks these days. And I just, you know, for every Dave Chappelle, right, for every Joe Rogan, you, you got guys like, because now he joins the Dan Aykroyd, remember Dan Aykroyd, and, well, you just can't be offensive anymore. It hurts people. Jay Leno never was offensive, so he just needs to shut up and stay out of it, but... You know, guys that made their bones, if you will, in comedy by being offensive, and now they're freaking embracing this non-offensive stuff. You guys make me want to vomit. The hell's wrong with you? Here's what I think, and I've said this before on the air, and you can call me up and tell me I'm an awful person. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. The more the cancel culture rolls on, the more offensive I want to be. All right? I don't know if you've noticed, but I, I do. I don't give a crap what I say anymore. I just don't. If you're stinking offended by it, who cares? I don't. I really don't. It's just, you know, if we all cave to this crap, then you're not going to, it's going to be impossible to even be funny. Well, you're naturally passive aggressive anyway. 
What do you mean by that? You know exactly what I'm talking about. No, actually, I don't. And, and you, and you know, kudos <laughs> to you for finding a way to to work that to your benefit. Well, I just, you know, I if I'm not offending somebody, I figure I'm not, you know, I'm not being me. I like to offend people. It brings me joy. Yeah, he's not passive aggressive, but check your tires before you leave. Yeah, I will. What's that supposed to mean? Thought we were friends. Um, <laughs> passive aggressive. I'm fine. Um, everything's fine. No, I just, you know, I mean, some of the you think of the guys that we grew up with, George Carlin, Richard Pryor, especially. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Robin Williams. Robin Williams, but especially like Murphy and, and Richard Pryor. Mm-hmm. That'd be like Richard Pryor saying, well, y'all know I can't, you know, we got to be nice now because people are getting upset. Well, what's the point of that? If Adam Carolla said it months ago, and he's absolutely right. Comedians are kind of the last line of defense for free speech. Yeah. You know, when comedians start editing themselves because they don't want to upset people or they want to continue to get gigs or what have you, then it's all done, man. Free speech is just spinning down the toilet like a floater. It really is. I think Catan's just hoping to get a gig. Catan might just try to get a gig. He's like a big who cares. Well, a lot of people are Chris Catan who? What? Chris Cahoo. Because the last thing he did was that Will Ferrell movie. Remember that when he was Will Ferrell's sidekick 100 years ago? Where they played the club guys or whatever? Oh, Night at the Roxbury. Night at the Roxbury. Who the hell's cared about this guy ever since then? To me, I've always thought that comedians of that, the, the ones we mentioned, Richard Pryor, George Carlin, all these, were the most real people. Yeah. What they were saying is something we could all associate with at some point. And so made it funny. Yeah. Because it's really, look, at the heart of all comedy is truth. Really, they're at the heart of all comedy is some bit of truth. Yeah, and a lot of it is you know the the holding a mirror up to yeah. society. Oh yeah, and to having us all take a good look at it. But you can't so. do that if you're going to be nice because I don't want to offend anybody. I'm just going to do family entertainment. Do you know what I hate more than more than Hallmark movies? Family entertainment. I hate family entertainment. Right. I have a family, and I hate family entertainment. <laughs> I hate family sitcoms. I hate family-based movies where nobody cusses. And it's all about learning how important your family is. Like, I already know how important my family is. It's just boring. Right. Yeah, I think one of the saddest things ever is when Steve Martin started making family comedies. That guy used to be funny. And then he started making family comedies. Ugh, God. If we all had to do family humor, I'd go serious. <laughs> I'm just saying. You never find my ass on HBO Family. <laughs> Boring crap. I know it makes it gives Chris Cam- or uh, what's his name Cameron. Who's the guy that uh, that's a big Christian guy that makes really horrible oh, movies? Kirk Cameron. Kirk Cameron. It keeps his career rocking and rolling, but his movies right. suck. You know, every now and then, like we went, we mentioned Eddie Murphy, who would you know take those little trips into family, like he did. You know, the uh, the Daddy Daycare movie, right? Which, you know, something. Like, but yeah, he's right back to where he was before. Right. He what, still takes what, risky. Once risks. the check clears, he's right back. To, yeah, <laughs> right back to where he was before. But like Adam <laughs> Sandler, can that guy stop with the family comedies? He when's the last time that guy did anything interesting? Pretty much everything he does now is just so his dudes can go party someplace in some exotic locale. Get paid for it. With Drew Barrymore, you know. <laughs> well, making another stinking movie about family. <laughs> Here's Willie. What do you want? Willie! Hi. Ah. Hi. Hey. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I agree with you totally. Uh, one of the the uh, comedians I, I'd like you uh that you forgot to mention was Sinbad, stand-up comedian. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't curse at all, and that guy is funny as heck. Well, some people can pull it off. I'm not saying it's for everyone. But this idea that everyone has to go, you know, clean so as not to offend people is a bunch of bull crap. Look, I listen to clean comedy on K-Dry on the the Christian station I listen to, and some of those old southern preachers are funny as crap, and they're not cussing or doing dirty stuff at all. So I'm not saying everybody has to be dirty or go over the line, 
but mm-hmm. the, but there is this idea that you shouldn't offend people, and, and that's that's no, that's yeah, no good. They got to throw that out the window, already. <laughs> I concur. Hey man, th- thanks for the call. Rock on. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We'll take a break. It's Sean Rymer, News Talk five fifty KTSA. Hey, this is Scott Robbins. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from all of us at News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Hi. How are you? <laughs> is everybody having a good time? The phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Wow, the new... Sp- Spider-Man movie comes out this week. A week, I guess, what's today, the 15th? comes out Friday. Spider-Man No Way Home. I don't really like, I, you know, I don't really like the stupid subtitles on these movies. Because it's all, for the first Spider-Man movie, the new Spider-Man movie is Spider-Man Homecoming. Second one is Spider-Man Far From Home. And now, now the new one is No Way Home. But I'm I'm looking forward to this one because there it's some kind of multiverse crap, you know, and uh, uh, they're thinking they're they're bringing back villains from all of the other Spider-Man movies. So the uh, Tobey Maguire movies, the Green Goblin and the Sandman are coming back. Doctor Octopus. Doctor Octopus uh, from uh, that just sounds funny, doesn't it? Doctor Octopus. What's his specialty? Um, and then you have <laughs> proctology. I don't proctology. <laughs> Doctor Octopus. It hurts down there. Yeah. Um, and then you have the Andrew Garfield Electro's coming back. The Lizard. Mm-hmm. And there's you know the big thing is since it's a multiverse, are they bringing back Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire to play their versions of Spider-Man in the movie? Right. Did you hear rumors to that? Or? Oh, it's it's been swirling around the movie for the, for months. That that's the idea, right? And which would be cool because Andrew Garfield is my—I know I'm totally nerding out here—but Andrew Garfield is my favorite Spider-Man. I thought that second movie sucked, right? But not because of him. That that first movie he did, The Amazing Spider-Man, is I think the best Spider-Man movie because he plays the character closest to the con. God, I sound like a freaking nerd right now. I'm gonna start growing zits. I'm just saying, the Andrew Garfield movie—he played Spider-Man closest to the comic book uh, version. Spider-Man was a smartass. Right. You know, that was what, what was cool about Spider-Man is that he was a smartass. And plus, Tom Holland and Tobey Maguire are short little dudes. They're just little dudes, man. Mm-hmm. And Spider-Man was always kind of a tall, lanky guy. Right. And they're little dudes, man. And I get sick and tired of watching little dudes. And I hate to admit this to you because you're such a fan, but there's been so ma- there have been so many of them that I can't keep track. <laughs> Well, it's like Batman, right? You know, it's like which one was, who, which one are we talking about? <laughs> you know, I don't remember. You know, I, I remember the actor you're referring to, but I don't remember the movie. Right, you right. Know? So that's the problem. I remember the first one with Tobey Maguire. Right, and that's basically it. <laughs> well, no, but but you know, I'm a nerd. I'm a Spider-Man nerd, and I have been my whole life. And you know, I read the. I was a subscriber to the comic books till I was about 19. Yeah, and then I had a midlife crisis, and I resubscribed, and I was in my 40s. Mm-hmm. I don't until think I got read, divorced and I couldn't I couldn't afford it anymore. I don't think I've read a Spider-Man comic since like 1980. To well, be honest, now you make me feel like a real nerd. Well, no, you, I don't want I'm you to feel that nerd. way at all. If that's if that's what you're into, fine. No, it's okay. Fine, I'm not yeah. passive aggressive. Fine. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> and I'm not sarcastic. <laughs> well, I, I you know we we got another Batman coming up too. I, I lose track of the Batmans. Yeah, there's just so many. How many freaking Batmans do we need? Hard to keep track. There's like dozens of Batmans at this point. What's this next Spider-Man movie called again? The Spider-Man movie? It's called Spider-Man Far or No, no. Way Home. Okay. You know, if it stinks... The next one will be Spider-Man Homeschooled. I don't yeah. know. Or if it's really bad, Spider-Man Ain't Got No Home. Spider-Man Ain't Got No Home. No movie sucks. And no franchise. Say, I have no money. <laughs> Does every title have to have the word home in it? It just sounds kind of gay. Well, I mean, it just does. Why well, do you because think it sounds because it's not like a like Spider Man kicks your ass, you know, or Spider Man into the multiverse. It's Spider Man far from home. 
Spider-Man, no, no way home. Spider-Man, home is where the heart is. You know, it just sounds good. There's no place like home. Spider-Man. There's no place like home. <laughs> he takes on the wicked, wicked witch of the West. It just sounds, it just sounds kind of gay. Here we go. <laughs> Spider-Man, no way home, and, and uh, there's no place like home. You know, I just, there's nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. And God love Tom Holland, but he's the new one. You know, he's, but he's such a little guy. He's just a tiny, tiny little dude. You're not buying him a Spider-Man. No, I don't. I have a hard time buying him a Spider-Man. Right. And he plays him like such a little kid, like such a little freaking nerd. Well, he's supposed to be in high school. Yeah, I know, but... The, the, I don't know. Maybe I'm just bitter. Um, <laughs> I'm bitter because Andrew Garfield didn't get to keep being Spider-Man. That's what pisses me off. Right. He was the best Spider-Man. They could have brought back Nicholas Hammond. Come on. Nicholas Hammond. Oh, my God. That show was so horrible. <laughs> that show. When that show came out, I was a big Spider-Man fan, you know. And I remember as a kid, like, going, what the hell is this? Right. Freaking rope. Yeah. Coming out of the dude's wrists. Still webbing its rope. I had high hopes for it as well, because at the time, The Incredible Hulk with Bill Bixby and Lou Ferrigno. That was a good show. Which was great. Yeah. You know? And then, so you're thinking, oh, they're bringing in Spider-Man, and it just wasn't all that at all. Well, and they tried that, because they had Wonder Woman was a big hit, too. Yeah, I used to watch Wonder that was good. for other reasons. Well. There's two things I liked about Wonder Woman. And then Spider-Man comes along, and you can see the hoist, you know, pulling him up yeah. the side of the building. Right. The the webbing looked like, you know, boat rope. <laughs> the, actually, the Spider-Man on the electric company was a better Spider-Man. He didn't even have any dialogue. He didn't have any dialogue at all. All right, well, I just proved to you all what a complete freaking nerd I am. <laughs> we, we know what John will be doing this weekend. Well, and, and every, it's funny because on Facebook, people are they're already posting, no spoilers, you know, because if you see it on Friday, right? don't be a jerk and like, don't yeah. be a a, a doofus and go on the next day and post what happens, you know. Okay. Well, I, you know, I may go see it now. I'm just kind of curious to see how they do it if they if they bring the other guys back. Yeah, I'm curious as well. You know, because I beyond that, I'm kind of marvelled out. You know what I mean? Right. The, the the Carnage movie was like, uh, stop! I can't hear. My BP's going up. All right. Thank you, Chris. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan, and my good brother Trey Ware. We'll see you tomorrow. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye.